Greetings to you, precious child of God, and welcome to another life-changing sermon from Reverend Sydney. Reverend Sydney Alamensa is the head pastor of God is Our Light Church International, Faith Cathedral, located at Atwa Oyarifa. He is a man of God who operates in the healing, prophetic, and teaching ministries. The Bible says, do not forsake the gathering of saints. You might ask yourself, why fellowship? And why do we meet in the house of God? That question will be answered. Today, Reverend Sidney teaches us the purpose of fellowship. And now, today's message. It feels like wells of tears in your spirit. It feels like wells of tears. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. We honor you, Lord. We give you praise. For indeed, you are a faithful God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands and celebrate Jesus. Clap your hands. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I want you to move around and tell somebody we are one in spirit. We are one in spirit. Come on, move around. Shake somebody. We are one in spirit. We are one in spirit. Say we are one in spirit. Amen. Amen. Man of God, come and join me here, minister. Spiel. Amen. Tell somebody we are one in spirit. We are one in spirit. Please clap your hands and have your seat. Amen. 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 I am excited that coming Friday, as pastor, pastor, God bless you. Amen. Let's celebrate the life of the man of God. Elijah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm happy that we are going on Friday. I see a cloud that will rest at the all night. And you don't want to miss it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We are going to pray. We are going to pray, but I want to share something with you just for the next maximum 10 minutes. Hallelujah. Amen. Many times we don't understand the reason why we gather here as a church. Tell somebody why are you here? Why are you here? If you are here because of me, you are lost. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is when churches are built on the man servant. When he's not there, people don't come to church. Your focus should be on Christ Jesus. Can I get a witness? Your focus should be what? On Christ Jesus. Sometimes people will call, one will call this person, call this person. 
They say, is Reverend coming? They say, Reverend is going to Takradi. Today, I will let my bed feel that I can sleep on it. The fellowship of Christians is very important or paramount to our faith in Christ. Now, what is the purpose of our fellowship? Number one. The believer is encouraged and grows in Christ. The believer is encouraged and grows in Christ. If you have a book and pen, write it down. So when you go home, you read it again. Favorite scripture of my assistant pastor, Romans chapter 1, verse 11 to 12. Can someone read for me? Romans chapter 1, verse 11 to 12. Hallelujah. So it means that when we come together, we encourage each other. He says, I long to see you that what? I may impart to you some spiritual gift that I may be encouraged together with you by mutual faith. Are you understanding me? So when we come together, we do what? We encourage each other. The same thing that when you don't when, when you don't see me, you are not encouraged. Or when you don't see somebody, you are not encouraged. It's the same thing that maybe when I come to church, I don't see um, Lady Mata. I am discouraged. Hallelujah. When we come together, we encourage each other. Are you understanding me? Unity in the spirit is very important. Tell somebody unity in the spirit. We are going to watch a short video and I'll continue. Say unity in the spirit. Say let's be one in the spirit. Let's be one in the spirit. Number two, the purpose of our fellowship is it's the world to know that Jesus was sent of God. Jesus was what? Sent from God. John, John chapter 17, 20, 23. Please decrease the volume for me. John 17, 22 to 23. Quickly, please. And the glory which thou giveth me, I have given them. That is you. Jesus is talking to you. Are you understanding me? He's saying the glory the Father has given unto him. He has done what? He's given unto you. Uh-huh. Be one. Oneness is very important. 
And that is why the enemy, listen, if the enemy wants to it, the only thing that he has to do is to bring division. That is why Jesus said, he said, I and my father, we are one. So there are times that little things can bring division and can destroy the oneness that is in the church. For the years that Jesus ministered on the earth, it was one, be one, be one, be one, be one, be one. Unity in the spirit. It's very important. A church that is not one cannot move together. Because if I say let's carry here, one say put it here. I say put the mic here. One say put the mic here. There is no unity. There is no oneness. So when I say let's put the chairs here, some say put it here. There is no oneness. We cannot move forward if the church is not one. And that is why when a family is not one, they can move forward. So in the ministry, if the ministry or the department is not one, the department cannot move forward. Because this one says this, this one says that. There is, there is, there is confusion in the ministry. And because of that, we can move forward. Continue. As thou hast loved me. Hallelujah. Amen. Conditions of fellowship. Conditions of fellowship. And I close. Conditions of fellowship. Number one, a basic commitment to one another. Romans 12 verse 10, quickly. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Romans 12 verse 10. Uh huh. Be devoted to one another. Uh huh. With brotherly love. Hallelujah. Without a basic trust, there can be no fellowship. No, if you don't trust me, how can we have a fellowship? If I say that go and pick this thing at my office, but you are even scared to go and pick it, or you are not sure, there is no trust in me, we can't move forward. So if we don't trust in one another, if you don't slap someone high five, say trust. No, say trust. Say trust. Say trust. Say trust. Ask the person, do you trust me? Listen, we live or we have a kind of church where we don't trust each other. And that is why you can leave your phone there. By the time you go to the washroom, come, somebody have taken it. 
One day we'll leave hundred dollars on the pulpit. We'll go home. We'll come and see whether it's there. How can God trust you with more if the little you can handle? The little that God has given to you, you can handle. How can he give you more? So maybe you have now, you are riding a motorbike. Motorbike you can't handle. Hallelujah. Now you have some small one bedroom. You can't even move your leg. When you move your kitchen, the kitchen is very close to the when you cook, the kominis and the momoi, your visitors cannot handle. Hallelujah. But who do you trust? You trust in God that where you are will change. I hear somebody tell me that my location will change. Hallelujah. Amen. Without basic trust, there can be no fellowship. Number two, our commitment to our fellowship should be based on agape love. What is agape love? Agape love is a one-way love. One-way love is the love I give to you and I don't I'm not expecting a return. So when I give you something, I don't expect what a return. And that is the kind of world we live in where I need to bless you with something, a return. Hey, I give you 1,000, 2,000 CDs or 3,000 CDs. Free. One by bomb of the kind you didn't come to borrow I gave it to you free but as I give to you I expect something in return that is not the kind of love we are talking about we are talking about the love when I give to you I close my mind and I move forward I am not thinking about getting anything in return this time people express love and they expect something in return so agape love is in spite of not because of in spite of not because of agape it is not because of this, because of that, because it is in spite of Number three, true fellowship is centered on Christ. If we are building ourselves in fellowship, the foundation should be on what? 
First John chapter 1 verse 3 quickly. First John chapter 1 verse 3. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. Listen, we need to build our fellowship amongst ourselves on the foundation of what? Of Christ Jesus. You see, if we understand that Christ is one with the Father, and even amongst them, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, they are one. If we understand this concept, we will not come to church and have the motive that we are coming because of somebody. We are coming because of Christ. So, yeah, the conditions of our fellowship should be genuine. A genuine interest in other people's well-being. Look at how Philippians talks about it. Philippians chapter 2. Look at how Philippians talks about it. Chapter 2 verse 3. Quickly. Quickly. Chapter 2 verse 3. Our desire should, should not be received but to give. Our desire should not only be received, receive, 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 receive. And that is how our prayer has become. I pray that as we, as we pray today it changes. Our prayers come receive. God, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. I pray that time comes that your prayer will be God. I want to love you more. I want to desire you more. Let's read. Uh huh. What does he say? I want the other version that says selfish ambition. I want the version that says selfish ambition. Let continue. Let nothing be done. What? Vain glory. But in humility. Uh huh. Mm. Hallelujah. Each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also the interest of others. Now what we think about is self. It's me. It's me. It's me. Hallelujah. It's good. Anaba said something. He said that. He said he told the wife. He said until we finish building the house of God, we will not build our own place. All we think is about ourselves. When money comes your hand inside, hey, the budget become plenty. They definitely zoom into the wardrobe. And all of a sudden, you see the boutique at Mamobi. And another boutique at Tesano. And you begin to picture that dress in the Chobi. And you begin to calculate. Hey, your eyes turn onto that red shoes. You begin to calculate. By the time you are done, the money is finished. But where is the God that gave you that breakthrough? 
Somebody, somebody looks at somebody in a church and says, I've studied this guy, I've studied this man. I have 500 Ghana CD. I want to bless him. And, and, and he says, Don't tell anybody. Yes, this is the person that God is looking for. Self-interest. What we think is self, 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 ourself, ourself. Whatever we can go to people's home right now. Some of the shoes are plenty. They can't even do Hallelujah. I've seen a guy that the little he gets, he gives out. And it's a principle. If you give, you what? You do what? But, but when, you, when you are giving, you don't carry the motive of getting something in return. That is not agape love. Hallelujah. John 15, 12 to 13. Last scripture. John 15, 12 to 13. Quickly. He said, this is my command. Uh -huh. Love each other. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Did he say for his, he said what for his word? He laid down his life. Ask somebody, can you lay down your life for me? No, be, no, be sincere. Ask the person, can you lay no, down your life No, this is plain black. He didn't say lay down your life for Christ. Though. He said, well, lay down your life what? One's life for his friends. Can you do that? And this is what Christ is requiring in the house. Hallelujah. This is what Christ is requiring in his house. Hallelujah. That I say, I see this guy always come to church. His shoes are like that Dokomi style. And then I remove my shoes and I give it to him. And I say, take it and walk well. And I don't have any ill feeling about it. And I don't go stand places and talk about it. Agape love. Tell somebody agape love. Agape love. Let's, let's look at what Priscilla and Aquila did. And then we pray. Romans 16, 3 to 4. Quickly, Romans 16 3 to 4. Greet Priscilla. That was a greeting. He said, My what? These people, they were no angels, so they were human beings. Said they risked their life. Hey, they did they did what they risked their life. When you are in the church, you are doing something for God, you are complaining. 
Aquila and Priscilla, they raised, you know, that they know they will be killed, but they still did it. Aquila and Priscilla, Edward Amun Quentina was at a boat woman Pokra, Ombegina, and only at the air, and Untipo Not only what he said that they did what, not only what continue, not only what. Unto whom not only I, the King James is, unto whom I say that they didn't lay down their life only for me, but they did what? But also all the churches of the Gentiles. God. God is looking for men and women that will lay their life for the gospel. For what? For the what? The gospel. Tell somebody, are you ready to lay down your life? And these are some of the things that you are doing, you know. When we say street meetings, we are there. We are there. We are there. We are going. We are there. We are moving here. Visitation, we are there. We are laying our lives for the church. But someone say, I'm tired. I'm tired. I said the other time that you spent the whole week, Monday to Friday, even you add Saturday to it. The whole week, you can't give one day to God. Just a Sunday, you can't give to God. About five hours, we share with Make it my Monday. Hallelujah. I'm tired. You can't give a day to God. I said the other time that what we should have done was even when we close from church and we go home, we are still in worship and in prayer. And we are sober in his presence. And that is what should have been done. If we have to grow, we need to lay down what? Our lives. Churches that have strived through times and seasons, they have laid down their life for the gospel, not for the man of God, not for the man of God, for the gospel, not for the man of God, for people to be won to Christ, not for the man of God, for people to be saved, not for the man of God, for people to be blessed, not for the man of God, for people to shine, for people to be lifted from a place of loneliness to a place of sin, for people to be lifted, people have laid down their lives from years and generations. From years and generations, this time our Christianity, we want you want to be begged. Some people they you have to be, you have to beg them for them to worship God. Go and see China someplace. They are in caves, caves. caves. They are in caves. I was speaking to you, your friend. Go to China some. You cannot even stand some places publicly and say in the name of Jesus, we are at liberty to worship and praise God. But we are living in a kind of country where we have the liberty not all places can you even pray Master, in your room that but will report you will call and report you that you are praying they will come and take you 
You see, you see how we can worship and dance and praise and the drum. So you can't do that. Some have are struggling to even get Bibles to read. You have six Bibles in your room. You can't even read them. You are praying, say, man of God, I want the anointing upon the man of God, but you don't have an intimacy with God. No intimacy. No intimacy with God. No intimacy with God. No intimacy with God. I am not talking about corporate prayer. I am talking about intimacy. I remember some years ago, after we have finished fellowship, I don't go home. I go and hide some place and I pray. I pray. I want to have an intimacy. I want to have a fellowship with God. There are some things impartation can give, but there are some things impartation cannot give. The only thing that can give is your communion. What are you talking about? You are praying, you are praying in this fellowship, and in the midst, you are praying that God bless me, but you don't have a communion with God. How many times do you even talk to Him? Talk to Him. Talk to him. Bible says a, a man that lived on the earth, that his, his lifestyle was all about prayer. The small time he prays. The small time he prays. The small a lady was a lady was fasting at the office, and I said, "Listen, you can." You see, where do I even go and pray? And I said, "Listen, you can go to the washroom, lick a baraba, bye. You are done." Oh, see, now Ababa will be born. Oh, my dear mama, no, we say so for say. I hear one minute me a cross a vampire. No, I can't say baby. I hear we hear no minute me a call. Fine time. Fine time. Fine time. Commune with God. Commune. We can pray and decree the anointing of God in the house. We can pray. We can scream. We can yell and everything. But personally, you need to commune with God. You pray one, you give up. Pray two, you give up. Pray three, you know the powers that are contending with your life. Immediately you give up, you give up. They are dead. They are laughing. They say, "Kai, we see Kai." So be give up. Listen, some powers that are fighting around your life, they are not powers that you have to just look at it and say, "I just need corporate prayer." You need to personally connect with God. Church that does not stand on prayer will die. And you know what the enemy does? Sometimes, sometimes the enemy will sweep. And all you think about is you read the Bible, you read. You, some people can read Genesis to Revelation. No prayer. Genesis to Revelation. The enemy will sway your mind, and all you do is Bible, Bible, no prayer, no communion. Look at even Christ Himself. The man that was God Himself, He communed with His Father. He said, Not my will, but your will be done. 
Anytime he had the opportunity, he went into prayer. He talked to God. He talked to his father. And it's not only Lake Kabada. Sometimes you go into a secret place, quiet place, and you begin to... One day I'll give you a secret about, about eyes. Hallelujah. About your eyes. People say, God don't, God don't talk to me. Because you are not communion with him. There is no commune with him. He is talking to you, but the noise are plenty. The noise. So God is saying that separate yourself and commune. Talk to me as a father. I knew a prophetess that goes to a room and picks a chair and say, Holy Ghost, sit down. Let me talk to you and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Before she leaves the room, she can tell everybody every secret thing that is happening in your life. I am talking about a man or woman that will commune with God, that will talk to him, that will separate him. I'm not talking about some people only pray when they come to church. After we are done with prayer, no prayer again. I am looking for somebody uh, that will say, Father, I want to spend time with you. I want to talk to you. Uh, stop saying I'm not hearing from you. The is, uh, I am speaking. I am speaking. Open your ears and hear. Connect with me. For I am the God uh, that spent time on the earth with Christ. Uh, I even as I was on earth, I commune with my father. If Jesus can talk to God, then how about you? How about you? Say, a radio school, so to me, a janitin coma, a brow and not a quibia on any cassa. Also, so sway. Listen, we are going to pray. Number one pie. Someone say, that is why when you are not here, you know what? This place that we stand and pray. We have built an altar here. I'm telling you. We have built an You know why? The men of God that come stand here. Listen, ask those. Ask, ask the voodoos and the shrines and all that. When they start something at one place. And anything that you do consistently. Consistently. You invoke some powers into it. You do what? You do what? You invoke what? Some powers into it. And that is why if you go they say when you you get your healing. Why? Because he has done it consistently. And let me give you scripture. Bible said that when Jacob had a dream, listen, there are when there are some places when portals open, the heavens open at some specific location. That is why people say we go to Achia when we get there. Why Achia? Why that particular place? Sometimes building an altar like this should not be monumental. Like it should not just be like like a fixed look. You can't you can't always build an altar at a fixed location. Are you understanding me? Yeah. And that is why, that is why you can be an altar. Yourself, you can be an altar. You can be a walking altar. Samuel was a walking altar. That is why when Saul came to him, he knew that when I get to Samuel, I will get my breakthrough. Because Samuel was what? He was a walking altar. So when we when we went to Rwanda, we went to a man of God. 
he had a room that he has built an altar there. And what is the altar? He consistently communed with his father. And as he does that all the time, the presence of God is there. A portal that opens and the presence of God is there. So if go and ask the 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 malams why people stand at some place every time every day they are at one place like that and they pray they begin to invoke and do some incantation every time consistently that is why the Bible says the effective fervent prayer of what a righteous man it's not just one day now you are giving up it is not it is not just one that is why our grandmothers and our grandfathers and some people in the family have built some altars and it is not like there's some people are, I said altar people are imagining some um Eh? Stew. When I say altars, people have huh? stairs too. Who is also thinking about something? Calabash. Yeah. Mutia. Stones. Hallelujah. There are some altars that are not there physically. There are some altars that are in the spirit because they were doing things consistently. They were saying some things consistently, and because of what they were doing, they were building altars. Listen, they were opening portals for some spirit to engage with them. And that is why some of us, we are walking on this planet and there are things that are battling us. You are here. You see, it is so sad when you have to force people to come and pray. Prayer. You force people to come and You don't know the power to commune with the Father. When you are connected with the Father, immediately you lift up your hands and pray. Listen, I remember I say this all the time. We prayed at home, talked about this sometime. The morning we woke up, a bed, black bed was dead at the door. If you Man of God, there are times when you can pray. After you finish praying, you come out of your room. Somebody enters the room and feel that the place is cold. That is the presence of God. An altar has been built. That is why when people are sick, they are not even there. That is why someone say, I can't. I sit in, in Pastor, Pastor Elijah's chair. I will get my, he's not there. But he has consistently connected to God, even whilst he sits down all the time. He consistently connects with God. So in the realm of the spirit, he's built an altar. So he's not here and somebody is sick and has faith and sits in the chair. I said, rise up, uh, the blind see and the lame walk because an altar has been built. Yes, of Elijah, and on the Bible, of course, so Bobo Tanako, why you have for a good year or new one here. Now, so some of me are really at the number of Tanama or new one, and I'm so no young Kupoyan Kitadiano, and if I tell you, and I close with this, that is why you see some churches when a man of God is preached, people take money and they put it there. It's not like they put it there because it's nice. Because they see that an altar has built. Because all the time when we stand here and we decree and the heavens open and we connect with God all the time we raise our
there and that is why when you are sick and you have faith and you come before this altar you get your healing I don't need to lay my hands on you I don't need to lay my hands on you God is looking for people today who will start connecting with him please stand up on your feet for me the Bible said Jesus said my house will be called what so when you go to some place hey Immediately, the man of God stand on the pulpit. I see the realm of the spirit. No prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are not careful, you will sway the church and they will move out of prayer. And watch it. Watch it now. Watch it now. Sometimes we wake up in prayer. I'm talking about sincerely. It's not like you are tired. The strength is there. By media, we raise the prayer. Why is it that when it comes to, to a connection, it is the attack? Because the enemy knows when you begin to commune with God, God begins to commune with you. When he begins to commune with you, he opens up and reveals things to you. Why? Look at Jesus. Read the Bible where all the blind men he saw, he opened their eyes. All the blind men he saw, he opened because there is something about the eyes. People say, I don't see you. People say, I don't, I don't, I don't see. I don't see. Why did Jesus open them all the blind men? Because the eyes spiritually is very important. What did Elijah tell Elijah? He said what? He said, but if you see me, what is it if you hear me? He said, but do one. If you do one. Beautiful soul, thank you for listening to today's message. And do not forget to worship with us this Sunday at the Faith Cathedral at Oyarifa behind Richard Hotel at exactly 8 o'clock a.m. God bless you and shalom. <laughs>